Testing, one, two, three. Testing, one, two, three. I have to put my headset on. <laughs> oh, wow, that sounds so totally different. My headset's a little loud for me. If you could turn it down a smidge. Can you hear me okay? Everything good? I got great levels on you. Okay. Leah. Good morning. So am I introducing you as Leah Scotto Laub? Okay. Great. By the way, my producer has tons of questions for you. <laughs> I'm really picking up paper noise today. That's really strange. All right, so we're going to get started in a, in a moment. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm really excited about today. This is great. I was planning on having you on in January, but hey, I'll take now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely we can do... I would agree 100,000%. All right, I'm going to hang up now and just finish doing some sound checks. Okay, you're staying on though, okay? Shane, I'm really picking up paper noise and everything in here when I move my paper. I don't normally hear it quite that loud. What's up with that? Try now. Do you hear all that? Yeah, I can still hear the papers moving. I mean, I can try not to, but it's kind of hard. And it doesn't always happen. That's what I can't figure out. Why does that sometimes happen? It's how loud I have your mic. Um, I can't go any closer to the mic. I mean, this is kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I can't get you any close because if you get any closer, you're going to be I'm pretty much feeling like I'm touching the mic now. You know, that's how close I feel I am. Break a leg. Okay. Let me work on it. Here we go. All right. Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. I'm so, so, so excited for today's show because there have been so many of you who have reached out to me and said, I'm thinking about changing jobs or I need a new job. And you keep asking me, well, what questions do I need to ask myself? What do I need to do? And my guest today is going to give you some awesome questions to ask yourselves, some fantastic answers and more. And I'm so excited to have her on the show today. And uh, I want to thank everyone for continuing to make us um, a really successful, not only radio show, but a podcast and Best of all, most of all, thank you all for tweeting out and for emailing me and letting me know how this show is making a difference for you. That is what keeps me going each and every day is hearing what is happening for you because of the things you're learning on the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Now I want to introduce my special guest today, Leah Scott-Olub. Now Leah is the president and owner of Quantum Business Group, Inc. in Massapequa, New York. I love, love, love my Long Island peeps. 
It is a recruitment firm, professional resume writing service, and interview coaching firm. And Leah is such an amazing, amazing person. She has composed more than, get this, 14,000 resumes, bios, cover letters, and personal statements. And she has placed over 1,000 candidates in her career. That's not something to shake a stick at. I had the hardest time hiring like 8 or 10 people in my life or 20 people. I can't imagine finding placements for over 1,000 candidates. She's also a massive volunteer and philanthropist. She is the past president of the Long Island Center for Business and Professional Women. She has chaired committees, co-established speed networking events, served as a board member of Long Island Women's Business Council, and is a former board member of the U.S. Women's Chamber of Converse. And she launched the first diversity awards on Long Island in 2004. The list goes on and on and on. She's received the President's Award and Achievers Award by the Long Island Center for Business and Professional Women. She received citations from Governor Andrew Cuomo and Councilwoman Dorothy Goosby for humanitarian efforts. She is one of those people that you want in your corner and as your friend, which I'm so grateful I can call her. Um, she is a, was a single parent for more than 20 years and the proud mother of three sons and to a couple of stepsons who stepchildren who she considers her own because they are. She is one of the kindest, sweetest, most intelligent people I know. And if you have questions about getting a new job, changing a job, or just understanding what it is that you actually have accomplished in your life, you will want to listen with a notepad in hand. So, Leah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I hope I can live up to that introduction. My goodness. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I when you agreed to be on the show now instead of in January when we were originally talking about getting together, um, but so many people kept asking me questions, I was like, all right, maybe we have to have her on again because there's just so much that, that needs to um, be covered around this topic. Now, yes. what got you doing this? Excuse me? What got you doing oh, this what got work? This? Well, um, I actually graduated as a teacher, and um, I have also um, a psychology background. And um, when, when I graduated as a teacher, jobs were very scarce, and I got involved in recruiting, and um, which led to um, me doing my first resume in 1988, and then um, I started getting such unbelievable feedback from people that um, were so grateful that I did their resumes, and I realized I had a gift for it. And I, I, what I do is I don't cookie-cutter people. I, each individual has special talents and gifts that they bring to the table, and I try to reveal them on paper. Oh, I like the way you put that. Everyone has so many gifts, and you try to reveal them on paper. That's beautiful because most of us don't seem to realize what it is, the gifts and the talents that we actually have. That's what I hear you saying. That's true. That's true. And um, what I do is I, I consider myself um, a person with a social worker mentality. So each person that I do a resume for, I try to help them in as many ways as possible. How do you go about doing the work that you do? I mean, there's got to be a process. Well, there is a process. Um, first of all, it's all in the questions. So I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so I ask a lot of questions, and I'm like an information detective. And um, I go over a person's background from the time that they're a child 
until the present. And um, people give me clues about themselves. And sometimes they don't even realize what they're saying to me. You know, from the time that a person maybe was in high school and they worked in a bakery. Well, what would you say? That doesn't sound that important. But what happens is the person that works in the bakery has established a strong work ethic because many of them have to go in at 4 o'clock in the morning and they have to meet stringent deadlines and they have to be responsible. And that creates a wave into their life and, and brings them to the present. So different things that people do, even a waiter or a waitress in college learns time management skills, learns how to deal with difficult people. There's all things that tend to resonate, um, creating like a stream through their lives. Yeah, so many times when I've been on the other foot and I've read somebody, somebody's resume that's applied for a job with me, the person in front of me doesn't really match with what they're claiming. Wow. Um, well, that has to do um, not necessarily with the resume. It might have to do with their interviewing style. A lot of people need coaching. Um, a lot of people need um, to know what their level of enthusiasm has to be. And, again, the questions that they ask the employer. People, many times people aren't prepared for the interview. They have to do their own research and preparation prior to the interview. They have to get their juices flowing um, prior to the interview. And, you know, one of the big questions that people fail to ask is why the position is available. Because this is a big clue into whether or not you even want the job. If somebody tells you that the position's available because we've hired three people um, and they've only lasted three months each, and now we need to hire another person, and they're frustrated. Well, that's a big clue. Why isn't the person working out? What's happening in their company? Maybe it's someplace that um, you don't really want to work for. So, you know, there's, you know when, you say, when you make your show about the questions, that, that really is so cool because it really is. Well, what I'm hearing you say is that the person on the other side of the, the desk during the yeah. interview not only, number one, needs to have a resume that truly reflects who they are, which is the work that you do with people, but they also need to be asking questions of the person who has the job opening to right. unlock some of the secrets as to, well, why are they going through 10 people in two months <laughs> kind right. of thing? You know, there's an ebb and flow to an interview, and it really depends also on the type of job you're going for. So for a sales position, you would control um, and, uh, more of the interview and speak a lot more. And if you were going for an accounting position, you might just answer questions more. But the thing is, many interviewers, really don't know how to interview, and sometimes they go off on tangents. And by the time your interview was over, you really didn't tell them what you needed to tell them to sell them on you. So it's very important that you learn how to take the control back. When I teach people um, interviewing, I teach it as an introduction, a presentation, and a close, which is very similar to sales. 
So when you, when you go into the um, person's office, you're shaking their hand, you're, you're chatting a little bit. That's the introduction. The presentation is your background. And then the close, which is so important, <clears throat> excuse me, is, um, is your chance to sell yourself. Because if the, com- if the interviewer says to you, well, thank you very much for coming, um, we'll let you know, that's your opportunity to say how interested you are, how did I compare to the other candidates you've seen. And if they say, well, you're lacking in this, you have a chance to say, but I can do that, or I can learn that, or I'm, uh, you know, I'm a quick learner, um, uh, things like that. It's, it's, it's a really interesting dynamic. You know, I've never had anybody in all my years of interviewing people ever ask me any of those questions that (laughs) you just mentioned. And I don't know if I would have been willing to share how they did. Okay. Well, then you would, that would also, they would have to make a decision at that point. So if you didn't want to share that, they could still say, well, look, I'm very excited about being here and working for your company. It sounds like a perfect fit for me, and I have this, this, and this to offer. I hope you will seriously consider me. And then you need to ask another question. What is the next step? And some people don't ask that, so they leave, they leave not knowing. Um, what am I going to hear from them? Do I send them a note? Um, do I call them every day? All right. Now, somebody is thinking about changing jobs. Let's just take a little step back with the whole process. They feel like they have no direction, right? Because we, we've leapt right into interviewing and things like that. And I'm, I'm feeling like there's a piece missing in this process. So I've got three people that have reached out to me recently and they're lost. They don't even know what job they want next. They just know they don't like what they're currently doing. If somebody's in that position, you know, they're not even going to get to an interview with their existing resume, right? Because once they get there, they probably won't like what's going on because it's sort of the same job that they just had. What do you, how do you help someone when they feel like they have no clue? Well, there's have a lot no of clue? things. First of all, your resume has to match the job you're going on. So you brought up a very good point. There are people that use one resume And then if they have an objective, which is kind of passe now, um, they, the objective doesn't fit the job that they're going for. So the, the interviewer thinks that they're not focused on what they have. So in, in this process, there's a lot of psychology that goes into it. So you, you know, to really, um, get the edge, you, your, your, um, resume and objective, need to match what the company has to offer. The other thing is people have to do, you know, some self-searching um, to, to figure out what they really want. And there are people that are very confused. Do I want to work? Most people say, I know what I don't want to do. But they really don't know what they want to do. And with that perfect question... <laughs> thought we're going to go into our first commercial break so i want everybody to think about do you only know what you don't want to do why don't you think about in this commercial break what is it you want to do and we'll be back with more from leah scott olaub and we're going to explore those questions back everyone leah i i have taken so many notes already 
so that when we go to podcast, and for those of you listening on podcast, you'll you'll have seen all these extra notes that I, I've taken, just posted up there in the feed and stuff. You, you've shared so many amazing things. So I want to ask you this one question. It sounds like resumes have really changed over the past few years. I mean, you talked about resumes um, and objectives have to match. You have more than one resume. We talked during the break about some changes. How have they really changed? You know, resumes are now so much more about marketing. They're not about information on a piece of paper. So you want to, first of all, you want to have impact. Second of all, the old to obtain a position that offers the opportunity for advancement, that's out. If you what I suggest to people, if you want a position, say, as a general manager or as an accountant, right, you know, you center it right in the middle at the top where you would put the old objective and just put senior accountant, manager, administrative assistant, elementary education teacher, whatever it is that you're going for. And the other thing um, I wanted to share is that people no longer use references furnished upon request. It's assumed that you will have references, and it also leaves a little extra room to write other important things on your resume. And I just want to say one of those important things, which many people don't do, is what you've accomplished. Accomplishments set you apart from everyone else. So the accomplishments could be um, quantifiable, um, for example, if you have, like, percentages that you've increased in your occupation, it could be a recommendation that had an impact. Um, it could be um, that you've trained um, employees that were then promoted. So these are some examples. They, so it sounds like those accomplishments need to be as specific as you can make right. them. They should be specific because then they sound true. If you if you make them very general, it sounds like you really didn't do them. Like you took some words from somebody else's resume and right. threw them onto your own <laughs> resume. Right, exactly. You don't you you want to have um, a refreshing aspect to your resume and to your interview. Also, you don't want it to look or be like everyone else. Which sounds easier than I'm guessing it is. To separate your resume? Well, to write the resume? To have it stand out. To have it stand out? Yes, because it's about massaging information. It's about what I call front-loading, which is reviewing all the information that you have about yourself and determining what has the most impact, what's relevant to where you're going. And that information should be in the top third of your resume because people read the beginning and then they start to scan down the page. So you need you need the impact in the top third. All right, so give me an example of impact in this particular scenario. Well, impact would be, it would be based on um, your occupation, but how, you know, how do you catch someone's attention? If you have, um, if you have a summary about you, if you write your summary just like everyone else and say that you're a team player and you're dedicated, that's not that's the, people are tired of that. But if you say um, for a sales position that you're a people magnet, 
if you say for um, uh, an accounting or operations position that you're you're the fixer, you're the troubleshooter, you're um, or if you say that you wear many hats, you could say that you're a chameleon that morphs into different positions. So you have to be creative and make yourself, make someone buy in. That's really what it's about. You want the reader to buy in and almost read your resume as if they were sitting in a movie theater starting to watch a movie and they get sucked in. And that's really, that's really what I try and do. Okay, so the beginning part of a resume, and maybe because it's been so many years since I've actually written a resume, the top part is a summary about you? It could be a summary. Um, for a younger person, it might be a profile um, that doesn't have that much experience, but the summary would be some impactful words, adjectives. Um, could be an accomplishment in there. It could be years of experience. Um, it, you know, it really depends. I mean, we're talking about, do you know, there's over 25,000 occupations out there? So this is, you know, it, everything has to be streamlined and, and focused on the particular area um, that you're looking for. I don't do um, a resume for a nurse the same way I do it for a teacher or a CFO. It's all different, and so there's the, all different buzzwords. So there's different kinds of resumes right, that are have, sort of accepted. Right. Most acceptable is the chronological resume, which is, goes from your most recent position backwards. And by the way, the a current resume does not have to go back more than 10 years. That's another change. Now, there are exceptions to that because if between the 10th and the 15th year going backwards, you had some astounding experience that relates to where you're going now, you want to keep it on your resume. So there's always um, situations um, that you have to evaluate and make changes to based on where you're going and what you bring to the table. Okay, we're going to be going into the news break. So what I'd like to do is ask you to throw out some questions that my listeners should be asking while we are on the news break to help them begin preparing their, right. their resume. Well, one of them is how focused are you um, in a particular field uh, because the more focused you are, the the, um, the easier it's going to be. What um, have you accomplished? What people say about you that know and respect you in the workplace? Oh, that's a nice one. What do people say about you that know and like you in the workplace? Don't go asking questions of people that don't. <laughs> okay. Right. Great. <laughs> that's not going to help. All right. What else? Um... Um, Probably a job history, right? So just start oh, writing yeah. down the... Oh, yeah. Well, you the... need to know about your job history, and, and you don't need to... Um, you don't have to put every single job on your resume. Yes, you need it to flow chronologically and not have gaps in your employment. But if you worked a job for three months and, um, and you leave that off your resume, that's okay. All right, and we're going to talk more about that when we come back from the news break. For those of you um, who need to put your resumes together, if you want to call in after the news break, 772-778-3500. 
at 772-778-3500. We'll be right back with more from Leah Scott Olaub, talking about resumes and job hunts and searches and interview skills. We'll be right back. Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. If you want lifelong success, there's so many different things that you need to be thinking about, and some of them will often include a resume and a cover letter and an interview. Because pretty much most of what we do in life involves interviewing of some sort. So, Leah, you you and I were talking during the break, and I just love this. So I, I please share this with the audience. What are some of the most interesting occupations you have done resumes for? Well, um, I've done two priests leaving the priesthood, and one of them I made into an environmental officer um, who actually got a job because he called me. And um, I've done a topless dancer who didn't want to be a topless dancer anymore. Um, I've done someone that was incarcerated and was trying to get back into the workforce. I've done um, an environmental officer that was in Africa. And um, let's see what else. A distant learning programmer for colleges. And then two... um, Detectives, one that did money laundering um, investigation and another that specialized in pickpockets. Those had to be absolutely fascinating to draw Um, out of those people the core elements of what it is that sets them apart and can take them into a completely new line of work. I, I, I mean, a topless dancer. I mean, I can think of a number of sales and marketing oriented kind of things to take there, but I'm guessing that she wanted to go into a more traditional work role, and I'm assuming it's a woman since you said topless well, yeah, she, dancer. Um, she wanted to do something in an office, so what we did was we talked about what else happened at the bar when she was working there, and then I made her resume, which I call into a tr- uh, transitional resume, where we talked about that, those skill sets, and we played down anything. We actually didn't even mention the topless dancing, quite frankly, and she was able to get something else. All right. Well, that leads me to ask this question. What is it okay to leave off of a resume? Wow. What is it okay to leave off of a resume? Well, um, first of all, you don't have to, I said before, you don't have to go back um, more than 10 years anymore. So you can leave off jobs in the past unless they don't, unless they're important for the job that you're getting now. Um, um, first of all, you wouldn't, you know, a resume is not an objective thing. It's subjective. So you want to make yourself look as good as possible, and the interviewer knows that. It's up to the interviewer to determine and ask the questions to find out about you, your strengths and weaknesses. So you don't want to put that you don't like something or you did something wrong. In fact, many years ago, I, I saw a gentleman who brought his resume to me, and he listed the company, his position, and, and, and that he was fired and let go and accessed from every single job he wrote on his resume. He said why he got canned. Uh, and, I'm in uh, shock over here. <laughs> so obviously that doesn't bode well, and you know, you don't want to put anything that's going to have a negative spin on it. It's up to the interviewer to figure that out. 
All right. Now, computer skills very important these days. If you don't have computer skills, excuse me, computer skills, I suggest you take a course and brush up. No matter what kind of job you're applying for. No matter what, you still need to use a computer. Whether you're working from home, whether you have um, an administrative assistant, there are still times when you need to use computer skills. All right. Now, you've got your resume together. You've dealt with there might be um, a gap. Actually, we didn't really talk too much about that. We sort of alluded to it. Mm-hmm. A number of people I, I know have been out of work for right. a, a long time. How do you address that, not only in the resume, but in the interview, when the interviewer says, what's this big gap? Okay. Well, first, it's about the resume, because obviously, if you don't have a good resume, you're not going to get the interview. So on your resume, you need to cover um, any gap in time, especially if it's over six months. Now, if it's, if it's something that's happened recently and um, you, you don't want the interviewer to have this image of you sitting in front of your TV uh, eating popcorn and, you know, chilling out when you could be proactively doing something, so on your resume, if it's at all possible, you know, do some work for a family friend, do some consulting, if you're in that type of field that you can do that. Create something on your resume that shows, even if it's part-time, even if it's a few hours a week, you don't have to say that until the interview. Put something on your resume to cover that time period, and that will help you a great deal. Then on the interview you have the opportunity to explain why you have that gap. You may, sometimes people have um, a sick relative that they have to care for, so they were out of work longer than they assumed. They're, you know, or they had an illness, and but they're fine now. So if you have, if, if you say that you didn't feel like working because you deserve to take off, I mean, that's not going to fly. So those are some ideas. Okay. I hope that was helpful. No, that that's definitely very helpful. You know, I'm going through in my own mind some different things right after I sold my company and before I, I launched on to, you know, the new career as, as an author, speaker, and, and radio host. There was like a three, four-month gap where I was trying to find myself again and figure out what it is I wanted to do. And I was like, well, what could I write in there other than tried to figure out what it is I wanted to do? I did a lot of volunteer work for people. Right. Volunteer work's excellent. I mean, the worst thing you could say is that I didn't do anything. I slept for three months. <laughs> right. You know, and, you know, young people um, on interviews that, that um, sometimes that's happened where they say, well, I just didn't do anything, you know, and they were really hanging out with their friends and having a good time, which happens sometimes to college kids, but that's not what they want to hear. So figure out if there's something else that you've actually done in there that you can grab onto. Right. No, no outlet is, lying. They don't realize it, or the or the person, you know, tends to personalize it too much, and they don't, it's not a big deal. But it's if you can use it and turn it, spin it around, and make it into a big deal, so that that helps them with their interview. And that's where you come in as. A, a recruiter, as a resume writer, as right. an interview prepper, is to help people actually unlock, discover, bring to the top the best of who they are and what they do. 
Right, and I do, and I spin things, and I massage things without lying to um, get them to move forward and get what they want. Right, and I have a lot of success stories over the years and a lot of beautiful thank you notes. Um, one, um, one gentleman who was a, um, believe it or not, this was many years ago, he was um, a psychologist, like a therapist, to IRS agents during tax season. <laughs> oh, wow. I can imagine how stressful that would be. And so he came to me and... His, he, his friend had done his resume who worked on the stock market. So he had done his resume very similar to that type, which is not what he needed. So I redid his resume, um, and um, he wrote me this beautiful note that he got five interviews, three job offers, and was moving to Florida and thanked me. And, you know, and so that makes my heart sing that I, you know, I did a good thing, you know. I've had a couple of people shoot me a note saying how they reach out to you because they they need some assistance. Oh, great. Well, I welcome that. Would you like me to tell you or are you going to tell them? Yeah, please. No, you need to share it out on the air here. Okay, so then I will. Um, My email is leah at 822jobs.com. I do spell my first name very funny. L as in love, H as in Harry, E as in um, even, and A is an apple. And so that's Leah at 822jobs.com. And my website is www.success-resumes, with an S, dot com. And my phone number is 516-822-5627, which is 822jobs. And say that phone number one more time. 516-822-5627. Right. I, I love that, um, that you shared that. So remember, everybody, success-resumes.com or 822, and that's the number 822jobs.com, which also fits with the phone number of 822jobs right. with a Long Island area code of 516. Right. Uh, and Leah is L-H-E-A. Everyone, all of you that were asking me, how do we reach her? How do we reach her? And you did a resume for somebody I know through a forum who is so ecstatic over what oh. you did because he was feeling so stuck and and so lost and uncertain how to proceed because he has an idea for what he really wants to be doing, but he knows he needs a job right now that will enable him to get to where he's going. So you call that a transitional resume um, I, or something else? I did. I wouldn't consider, I know, I really didn't make him a transitional resume. His is more chronological but what happened was he needed um, some coaching. He needed some coaching um, on how to overcome certain situations and how to interview. Um, and he needed his confidence built up a little bit. So not only did I give him a resume that would work for him, but I also helped um, him prepare uh, for the interviews and for um, his references so that um, it'll all work out for him. Okay, so we're going to be going into a commercial break in in two minutes. Let's set up before we go into the commercial. It's a perfect lead with what you talked about. People have set, you know, you've got the resume, you've got it all figured out. For me, resumes are a definite confidence builder once you've got the right one because you can look at it and go, wow, I really did a lot. (laughs) 
That's true. That's what happened. I achieved a lot, and it's a mm-hmm. very positive reinforcing thing other than the one resume that one guy wrote saying every time he got fired. But that's where his mindset was, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, your incredible husband, Barry, who came on and we talked about pop, would be all over that guy for speaking negative talk. But what is some questions that people need, people might often hear in an interview? And we'll go into the commercial break with that. So some questions people often get asked in an interview. Okay. So am I going to answer them now? You're just going to ask, throw out a couple of questions. We have about a minute. Oh, okay. Um, tell me about yourself. Um, what would you say is your biggest strength? What is your biggest weakness? Um, um, have you ever been um, terminated from a job and why? Um, Oh, those are good. What, those are, what, those are, are you, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? Oh, that's my favorite. Okay, so everybody, as we go into the commercial break, what are you looking for? Tweet out to at the Laura Stewart. And if you need some one-on-one help with either uh, looking for a job, and you can reach out to Leah, or something else, you can reach out to me. So tweet at the Laura Stewart and say what you are looking for. We'll be right back. Okay, resumes. Cover letters? Do you still need them anymore? Um, yes and no. Um, there are times when um, you probably don't need a cover letter, and there are times when actually the company will request a cover letter. And usually when you have um, a, a position where you're making, say, more than $75,000 a year and you're looking for something professional, you should have a cover letter um, that shows that professionalism. And they also get to see your writing skills. So, but the, res- the cover letter is much more, again, about marketing and selling these days. It's not just a little story. It also lets them know whether you're open to relocation, um, what your strengths are, if you have a philosophy, like if you were a teacher, you might want to put your philosophy about um, the, your teaching methodology, um, it might be about how outstanding you are or how you've been recognized for certain things. It's still, a sell- it's still selling. Getting a job is, is about selling yourself. So get over saying you're not a salesperson because you are you selling know what? yourself. Honestly, I've learned over the years that life is about selling. And when I coach, especially young people, and I mentioned it before about the interview process where it's um, introduction, presentation, close. Sales is introduction, presentation, close. And if you were going to go meet someone that you say you want to date or somebody um, to meet, you would be at a club, say, and then you would talk to that person. You present some things about yourself. And then if you wanted a date, you would suggest, hey, how about we go out for coffee or dinner? It's the same thing. So that theme really runs through our lives. And, yes, we are all salespeople. Okay, so taking into account that everybody is a salesperson, you're, somebody's made it into an interview. What are the things that you've seen that people do wrong on their interviews? Well, from the moment, from the moment you enter the building, you have to be on because you could end up in an elevator with the person that's interviewing you you could, the receptionist is like a spy, and that receptionist is going to tell the people in, um, in the human resources, oh, that person's really nice, or this person was chewing gum, or this person was on their cell phone. 
I mean, so those are things sometimes people don't even think about. And um, when you go on, um, you go into the office to meet the person, you know, good eye contact. Um, Not everybody shakes hands anymore. Um, People are germaphobes these days, so you have to really take the lead from the person that's um, there. And um, and then um, you have to be engaging. You might, you know, again, depending on the occupation that you're there for. Um, if you're if you're uh, doing analytical mathematical work, they don't expect you to be um, this um, dynamic person. But if you're a salesperson, then you need to initiate conversation and and um, and be very upbeat. So it's hard to say, but the questions you ask should be prepared before you go in the door. You you have, should have done research. You want to find out. Um, what's happening new in the company, or you may even want to tell them that you researched it and this is what you found out about the company. Again, why the job is uh, open, um, opportunity for growth in the company, um, what they're looking for in the person. Sometimes you can even ask if the person was promoted, what they did that was right and um, what they liked about those that person. If a person was fired, you want to find out what they did wrong so you don't do that. Okay, what about responding to questions like you posed before we went into the last commercial break? What are your strengths and weaknesses? Are there some things people should or shouldn't say? Well, it's always very smart to take um, a weakness and turn it into a strength. And if you're going to say anything about yourself that's a weakness, you want to talk about how you've addressed it and improved upon it. So, for example, somebody could say that their weakness is they're a workaholic. So, you know, you you know, even though that's a good thing, you realize that there should be more balance in your life and that you're working on that. Um, you know, so you really have to, I, you know, I don't like to give out um, too many um, canned answers because I think companies really appreciate um, refreshing, um, you know, answers. They don't really want someone that um, has been really trained to say something that everybody else says. And, and people, you know, I think people enjoy that, um, that just open um, candidness of people. So people that are interviewing right now that are looking to hire are looking for people who are willing to get real? Would that be a good response? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes, thank you. That's a really good way of putting it. (laughs) Yet at the same time, it's kind of scary for somebody being interviewed because you want to get real, but I'm imagining there's got to be a fine line. You don't want to lay out everything. No, I always say the bell curve of normal. You want to stay in the bell curve. <laughs> the bell curve don't, don't seem psychotic unless you're applying for a job <laughs> in a mental institution or something. And if you're not patient. sure you should say something, then don't say it. You know, if you think, oh, maybe, you know, they're going to think I'm weird or, that, you know, or I don't think this might go over so well, then don't say that. Oh, that's, that's yeah. a great one. If, if you yourself aren't certain if you should say something, don't say it. Right. Because that's and, some gut and if instinct. You're not sure, if you're not sure how to answer something, then ask a question. Because you're allowed to ask questions in interviews. You right. don't have to just so sit there. So if you can't, 
you know, if you don't have the answer to something, it, you could divert the conversation by asking a question. And what if the person keeps coming back to that well, same question? Well, then if question? they keep coming back to it, then you, you will have to address it. But, you know, it's hard to say how to address it if I don't know exactly what the question is. Okay. But the thing is, if, if you're real and sincere and you say, you know what, <laughs> you know, that's a great question. I'm really going to have to get back to you on that. But let me just say this, and then you want to sell yourself again. All right. And if you say you're going to get back to somebody, get back to somebody. Then you should get back to them. Don't right. say it if you're not going to get back to them. Right. Big, big question that always comes up. Do you ever talk about money? Do you raise the issue as the interview person, interviewer, E, I mean, interviewee? Do you talk about money in that first interview? Well, here's interview? the thing. A good company will not bring up money on the first interview. That's very, very unusual. Nor should you. You should only focus on selling yourself, you know. So the thing is, if money comes up and, uh, you know, a company may say, what are you looking for? Or they may say, what are you making? Okay. Some people say, I'm making blah, 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 or my package is blah, 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 or I'm making $80,000 a year and um, my raise is coming up as of next month and I'll be making this amount of money and I'm looking for XYZ. Money is a, t- is a tough um, topic and it also, you have power when you're working and when you're out of work, you don't have that power and companies know that. So that makes you more vulnerable. So you're at, you have the strongest position if you're currently working when you're interviewing. That doesn't mean right. and that's that why you can't you get a job. You should always keep your job and start looking for a job and not be impulsive and leave because emotionally something happened. Oh, that's, a, that's a good one. So for those of you who are in an emotional spot with your job right now, take a breath and, and call Leah and get some help. So Leah, share with us your contact information again. Yes, Leah, L-H-E-A, at 822jobs.com. That's my email. And then my um, website is success-resumes.com. Perfect, success-resumes.com. Leah, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing these wonderful tips with those of us, uh, those out there who are on a job hunt or thinking about a job hunt. I'm grateful for your friendship and for your your knowledge, your wisdom. Thank you so much, Laura. You are just a sensational person. I'm so glad you do this show. Great. Thanks so much. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking today? You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.